loved ones, welcome to Vox Pop Talks, the podcast that covers marketing tips, straight talks with a variety of business owners and entrepreneurs, tips for taking mental breaks, and of course, the occasional trip inside my crazy head of ideas. I always have tons of crazy business ideas, marketing campaigns, etc., and just things about life that I want to share. And I have lots of wonderful people who also want to share with you as well. I'm your host, Irina Harrell, and I'm really excited to get started with today's talk. So let's dive right in. Happy Wednesday, everyone. So I actually recorded this um, this part that I'm going to play for you separately. I was in a really not the greatest place. Um, I was working through some things and I was just really dealing with the famous term imposter syndrome. Um, so in this clip, I actually talk, I talk through myself working through imposter syndrome. Um, I live alone. So a lot of times when I'm dealing with issues, it's not like I can just go hug someone. I don't have any pets, so I can't just go like pet my dog or pet. Well, I wouldn't pet a cat. I don't really like cats, but I, I don't really have in my immediate, you know, home, anybody to cling to but myself and God. So I sit there and I talk out loud through what I'm going through. Um, people probably think I'm crazy, but it's it's really important to literally hear yourself releasing these, these problems and this energy that you're feeling. So I decided for the first time to record myself talking through a very vulnerable moment. Um, which I wouldn't say the whole thing is completely coherent. I think I jump around a little bit, but you can hear me thinking through how am I going to get out of this feeling and out of this place because it feels very helpless. When you are really in the midst or in the storm of imposter syndrome, you really feel like, how am I going to get out? Um, I don't want to tell a movie, but there's a scene in a movie that my friend actually told me about before I saw the movie. And this being is surrounded by all the false beliefs and the things that people told her or said to her, including herself. And it's swarming around her like a tornado. Um, and she's in the middle of this giant tornado that has like overcome her and she's trying, she can't figure out how to get out and she's just sinking more and more. And that's what imposter syndrome feels like. It feels like you're in some sinking sand and the more you think about these thoughts, the deeper that sand gets and the more impossible it feels to get out, right? So in this clip, I talk through how I get out of imposter syndrome and something that I cling to specifically in business when I'm feeling just not good enough. And I, I, I think people sometimes mistake people who often are action-oriented for being fearless. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, before I, I'm going to say this last thing before I say this. I think that a lot of times people who are action-oriented or people who are action-oriented like me actually just decide to jump fully in, right? They get so tired of being scared. They get so tired of being fearful, fearful or not feeling like enough that they just decide to go full force and jump in. It's kind of like when the water's cold for a pool. There's two types of people. There's people who ease themselves in and there's people who just get tired of the fact that they want to get in this pool, but they know it's cold and they know that there's going to be a moment where they're really, really, really cold. So they just decide to back up 
run and cannonball in. And a lot of times when I'm super action oriented and when I'm trying to get over something that I'm really afraid of, I cannonball in because to me, I'd rather just get over it and get through it and just be there, right? Um, so that's kind of the background behind this. And I hope that this clip, if you've ever faced imposter syndrome, if there's something you're actively working through, helps you kind of take a similar journey or even brainstorm your way to get through um, those moments. So here you go. So I'm sitting here, right? And I'm I'm overwhelmed. Um, I'm overwhelmed because I have a lot of stuff to do. I have a lot of stuff to do. I have a lot of stuff on my plate. And in the middle of having all these things to do, I'm coming to the realization that I am in this moment not feeling like I deserve or not deserve that I am good enough. And I think this is a moment that a lot of entrepreneurs have. And I'm talking about it right now in this moment because I feel like this is the most honest and true and real because you can sometimes remember how this feels, but when you're still in it, I'm sitting here in this moment, right? I'm looking around and nothing feels good enough. All the things I've done right now feel like they were not as good as they could be. I feel like I'm in somehow an imposter. I feel like even though I work my my ass off for my clients, uh, and I actually have my team working my ass off for my clients, that they still deserve more, right? And that in some way I'm robbing them because they don't have the absolute best version of me. Um, and this is, is some shit to deal with right now. I'm not going to lie. It is something to sit here and stomach and really look at yourself and think, I am not good enough. I wasn't good enough then, and I'm not good enough today. And there's a little tiny fear that I will still not be good enough tomorrow. What's helping to tone this down and what I'm reaching for right now to get me out of this moment is remembering my time working at Walmart. So I worked as a merchant for Walmart. Um, at the time when I was, they called me back like two years later for a job I had applied for. At the time I was working full, full time for Vox. I've been trying to, I was in the middle of trying to scale the business and I realized that I felt how I feel right now. I felt like I was failing. I felt like everything seemed disjointed. And how in the world was I going to turn this small little company into the vision that I have for it? How was I going to bridge that gap? Because everything seems broken. Everything seems inadequate. Um, it's not optimal, right? It, it doesn't feel like a well-oiled machine. It feels it feels like a lot of friction is happening when, when things need to happen. It's kind of like when you go to a restaurant that you know the back runs very well because everything in your head, you just assume that the back runs very well. The kitchen has to run well because everything comes out smoothly and together versus you go to maybe sometimes a, a mom or pop shop or a place that's a little newer and you can just tell things aren't as smooth as they can be, right? So I was in the middle of when I got that really random call to do that interview and then got called back and somehow hired to work as a merchant for walmart.com. I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to take this job, not because my business isn't doing well, um, 
but because I want to see how a company as big as Walmart works. And what lessons can I take from Walmart, who has to be a well-oiled machine, to get to turn my own little business into something amazing? Um, and it was a moment working at Walmart, and at first everything seemed very clean and organized, and I was just like exactly what I expected. But slowly but surely, that that curtain pulled back. And I got to see how well-oiled it was not. I got to see all the pain points, all the friction, all the things that really didn't make sense, the repetition and process. Um, And I realized that my little tiny organization or business with my few employees was not as bad as I thought. And I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. That when I first started talking four and a half minutes ago, I was not at the stage that I'm coming to now, reaching for that memory. And I say all that to say that it is not as bad as you think. You're never as good as people say you are. You're never as bad as people say you are. And I'll dig deeper and say that you're never as good as you think you are. And you're never as bad as you think you are. Um... We often have a distorted look at ourselves depending on our emotions and our subjective feelings that day. If we wake up feeling amazing, all of a sudden we're the the most amazing human in the world. If we wake up feeling awful, all of a sudden we are the most awful human in the world. I am saying all of this to say, if you have a moment like I had five minutes ago and I'm still digging myself out of, reach for something Reach for my memory that I just shared with you and know that it is not as bad as you think. Um, As a former athlete, something else I've learned is that if you don't like something, you can always work to change it. If you don't think you're good enough on that jump, you can work to fix your form. If you don't think... If you think you can throw further than what you threw and you're not satisfied with your performance, you can work on drills and make sure that you fix whatever it takes to get further. Um, If you don't think you're fast enough, you work on your agility. If you don't think you got the line fast enough, you work on your takeoff and your your, uh, out the blocks. You figure it out. You work on your start. I'm going to go right now and I'm going to work on my start. Because if I feel like my clients deserve better, even if I'm giving everything I can now, they do. And they'll get better. And it's only going to get better because I'm going to work on it being better. So if you have moments, like I said, like this, this this imposter syndrome that turns into just a giant cloud and tornado of doubt, decide what you're going to do to get better. Um, I just talked to you out of my dark place and I shared that with you and I hope that it somehow gets you out of a dark place if you happen to be in one when you listen to it. Thank you. And I will see you next time. All right. So I hope you are still here with me. I hope that that clip did something for you, right? Um, Just to kind of let you know strategically what I was doing as I was talking through my emotions in that previous clip was that I was basically acknowledging where I was and sitting in the fact that I knew how I was feeling. I was saying out loud how I was feeling, right? Because a lot of times 
we try to talk ourselves out of not feeling a certain type of way. Like, I'm not sad. I'm not angry. I'm not upset. But in reality, you are very sad. You are very angry and you were very upset. You're very hurt. So I had to talk and admit to the fact that I was in fact hurt by something. Um, and then trying to, after realizing that I was hurt by something, trying to figure out why I felt I was hurt by that thing, right? I was doing, and, and, the thing, and I was checking off the list. I'm doing what I can. I'm working endless hours. I'm pushing my employees. I'm pushing myself. Why do I still feel like it's not enough, right? And after you realize that point, then you're like, okay, so is it really not enough? Or is it my subjective idea that everybody around me is perfect, making me feel like I'm not enough? And I think that's where that, in this case, where the imposter syndrome was, was sitting, was that all these businesses are doing so much better than me what am I doing wrong? Am I just simply not enough? Um, and if I'm not enough, then why would I want clients to work with me? So this is the imposter talk happening, right? And then I had to say, okay, if that's what I'm thinking, how do I figure out if that's true or not? I go into my history, I go into my memories, and I dig up and see, well, in this situation with one of the best of the best, this was not the case. They were not perfect. They were struggling. There was a lot of things that we weren't seeing. There was a lot of um, bloopers, for lack of a better term, behind the scenes that we didn't see. All we saw was the finished product. And that's all you see is the finished product. Okay, what can we, can we work with that to bring us out of this moment? And for me, that was enough in this case to bring me out of that moment. So I suggested that if you're dealing with imposter syndrome, trying to kind of go through similar steps, um, to, to come out of that moment and some things will work for you. Maybe that works for you and that gets you right out. Maybe it doesn't, right? Uh, and then you try something else. But I will say, I truly work through those moments. Don't run away from them. Um, it was a big step for me to share that moment with you all. And I, I hope, you know, you got something from it. Um, but yeah, imposter syndrome the thing. Everybody gets it. I, I truly believe that. And if you don't get that, then I'm so happy for you. But if you do face imposter syndrome, no matter what level of success you are or aren't or think you have or don't think you have, um, a lot of times imposter syndrome starts with comparison. So if you are able to debunk the myths you have about those you're comparing yourself to, that's one way to get out of that. And that's what I did in this in the previous clip. Again, thank you so much for listening. This was another episode of Vox Pop Talks, and we will see you next time.